0: Hello there! My name is Fernanda Moura, I am a literary scholar, and this is episode 5 of the podcast An Overview of English Literature. In the previous episodes, I talked about the main characteristics of the restoration literature. As you know, literature and history go hand in hand. What happens in the world has an impact on what is written, as well as what is written has an impact on the world. Therefore, I have decided to talk a bit more about the historical context surrounding this period in English history. More specifically, I will talk about King Charles II, the king who restored the monarchy in England. After the execution of Charles I, England went through a period of Commonwealth, also known as Interregnum, a republic ruled by the General Oliver Cromwell as Lord Protector. During this time, Charles I's oldest surviving son, who would later become Charles II, lived in exile in France, the Dutch Republic, and the Spanish Netherlands. When Oliver Cromwell died in 1658, his oldest surviving son, Richard Cromwell, succeeded as Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of England, Scotland, and Ireland. However, he lacked the authority and energy his father had had. In order to avoid problems with the army that questioned his lack of military experience, as well as threats and the growing financial debt of the regime, Richard renounced power officially only nine months after being named Lord Protector. As a solution and to avoid another civil war, Charles was invited to return to England and was crowned King Charles II on 29th of May 1660, his 30th birthday and the restoration of the monarchy. Charles II ruled for almost 25 years until his death in February 1685. He was a popular and well-beloved king who was known as the Merry Monarch. It was a period of hope and return to a state of normality after the Puritan government of Cromwell. The theaters reopened, actresses were allowed to perform male roles, which was not permitted before, as you know, During Shakespeare's lifetime, all the actors on stage performing either male or female roles were men. It was only then, with the restoration of the monarchy and when the theatres reopened, that women could perform female roles. There are certain events that stand out during Charles II's reign. One of them was the Great Plague of 1665. At the peak of the health crisis, around 7000 people died a week in London. Charles left London, the center of the epidemic, and returned the year later when the cases decreased. However, the next year would also prove to be a trying one for the city of London. As I mentioned in the previous episode, a great fire destroyed around 80% of the city. It became known as the Great Fire of London, around 13,200 houses and 87 churches were consumed by the fire. Conspiracy theorists will say it was not a coincidence that this tragedy happened in 1666, since it contained the number 666, the mark of the beast. But in fact, the fire started in a bakery, and as most of the city buildings were made of wood at the time, it spread deadly quickly. Charles II married Catherine of Bragança, a Portuguese princess, as a political alliance. England acquired Tangier in North Africa, the seven islands islands of Bombay, trading privileges in Brazil and in the East Indies, and two million Portuguese crowns. In return, Portugal received military and naval support from England against the Spanish, and Princess Catherine could have freedom of religious worship, since she was a Catholic. Unfortunately, their marriage did not result in any heirs. All her four pregnancies ended in miscarriages or stillbirths. Charles, on the other hand, had had quite some mistresses and over 14 illegitimate children. Charles II's reign was also marked by conflicts with the Dutch Republic. The Second Dutch War lasted from 1665 to 1667 and began with English attempts to conquer Dutch possessions overseas and trading routes. The English started well, conquering New Amsterdam in present-day United States, which was renamed New York in honor to Charles' brother James, Duke of York. But the war ended with Dutch victory. The Third Dutch War lasted from 1672 to 1674. England and France joined forces against the Dutch, outnumbering their fleet. However, the war was very expensive and Charles had trouble getting the necessary amount of money, even lying to the Parliament. William of Orange, Charles' nephew, spread a rumor that Charles had a pact with France to turn England into a Catholic nation. That convinced Parliament to refuse a war budget and Charles II had to abandon his war projects. As Charles was getting old and had no legitimate heirs, the people began to worry about the successor to the English throne. A logical choice would be Charles' brother, James, That the already-mentioned Duke of York, whom New York is named after. However, James was a Catholic, and that did not please the Parliament. As a solution to the growing dissatisfaction, Charles married James' daughter Mary to the Protestant Dutch William of Orange. Charles died of an apoplectic fit in February 1685 at the age of 54. His brother James was the one who actually followed him in wearing the English crown. He reigned as James II in England and Ireland and James VII in Scotland. He reigned for three years until his deposition during the glorious revolution of 1688. But that is a topic for another episode. So here we are. I hope you have enjoyed knowing more about King Charles II, the English political and naval struggles with the Dutch, and the conflicts between Catholicism and Anglicanism in the second half of the 17th century. In the next episode, I will talk about a woman writer who secured her place in the history of English literature and also worked as a spy, Afra Ben. Stay tuned and until the next stop in our journey through English literature.